right, hello everybody. We're back, and today, uh, this is your host, Kevin. And this is Leanne. As always, thank you for listening, and we're going to talk about Magic Maze. Ooh. Yeah, it'll be very mystical today. Um, So this game actually originally came out back in 2017, and it's something that we have been playing, actually, uh, from probably a little bit after it had come out, but, you know, of course, with the pandemic slowed things down a little bit. Uh, but thankfully, we're able to get back together and play it in person because I think it's one of those games really uh, where, you know, physically having the components definitely makes a big difference. So, yeah, it was great to uh, revisit it. Thought we'd share our experience. Yeah, with uh, Magic Maze, it's a cooperative game. Uh, it's a team where you can get up to seven other players together and uh, go shopping or, well, actually shoplifting uh, to get the gear that... Uh, you need and then try to escape the store and so it's a simultaneous based uh, game where uh, everybody can play uh, their actions at any time Uh, they can play it on any of the characters and so there's four characters like the barbarian uh, mage the dwarf the elf Uh, essentially you're exploring the map uh, through tiling actions And so that's definitely one of the major, uh, I guess, what hinge things for this game where, yeah, you will only have one or, you know, maybe a few actions just depending on how many players there are. uh, And you're the only one who can do those actions. So it's kind of a neat twist. Um, On top of that, there's no talking. There's a three minute timer. Uh, Not to say, of course, that the game is capped at three minutes. That might be a little disappointing for some people. Mm. Um, But, you know, I'll let Leanne go over that later. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the quick rundown on it. Uh, When I was trying to look at the pricing for the game, it seems like it's gone up a little bit. On average, uh, the lower side seemed to be about $30, but on the high end, it was actually hitting like $50. Uh, which was a little bit shocking Um, but hey that's what it is as always you know um, encourage you to support your store of choice Uh, but yeah that's the game there's a lot of scenarios it's a pretty quick game uh, maybe like 10 to 15 minutes so yeah pretty easy to play and on that note I'll turn it over to Leanne thanks Kevin so first of all I think this This game is kind of funny and quirky because it's called Magic Maze, and it definitely is magic-themed and maze-like, but it's actually set thematically in a shopping mall, which is probably, I mean, well, if you love malls, I suppose they're magical places, but to me, they're they're a pretty mundane kind of setting, so I think there's some some humor there in in this uh, naming of the Magic Maze. Um, As Kevin mentioned, it is a cooperative game with no talking. So you and your friends need to work together to explore the map, grab the loot, and escape, but you have to do it without verbal communication or gestures. And so you walk around the mall, you can ride the escalators, and it is a magical shopping mall. So there's also portals that you can use to teleport from one tile to any other tile. And while you're trying to find your loot and escape, I would encourage you to take a moment to peek at the fun artwork um, because it is a magical shopping mall. And so you can see mythical beings getting a haircut, picking out a pet at the pet store, etc. I think the art is really cute and fun. I think they put a lot of effort into that. 
So the instruction manual for Magic Maze comes with scenarios, and the scenarios tell you which of the map tiles you'll be playing with. So once you've uh, sorted out which tiles you're using for that scenario, each player gets a, um, I'm going to call it a reference tile. It tells you what action you are able to take. Um, and then you're ready to begin. All the pawns start on one tile, and you need to move them two doorways on the edge of the tile in order to explore the mall and reveal other tiles. So you're starting off the game not knowing exactly where the loot is located or where the exits are located, and you need to explore and reveal tiles to see that. Everything is color-coded. So for example, the purple pawn, uh, which is the mage, can only use purple doorways, purple portals. It has to capture the purple treasure, and it has to reach the purple exit. Oh, what color was that again? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I picked purple for that example because purple is my favorite color. But there's orange and green and, and that kind of thing, too. So, um... Wow. <laughs> Kevin, Those like... other colors. Anyway, um, early on in the game, you're going to want to move the pawns around a lot so that you can explore the map and reveal tiles until you've found where all of the loot is and all of the exits are. It is a cooperative game, so everybody, every single pawn has to find loot and has to be able to escape. And then once you've seen where things are, you need to focus on moving the pawns to their respective loot squares. Once all the pawns have been moved to their loot squares, then your teleporting via the portals actually goes away. You can no longer do it. And just like in an emergency, you have to proceed uh, to the exits walking calmly, um, you know, just like regular mortal humans to get to the exits and win. And since you cannot talk to each other, the key to this game is that you need to be surveying the whole map to look for opportunities to contribute with your action. So for example, if your action is to move figures to the south, um, and there is on the map um, a directional arrow that tells you arbitrarily where is north you know, on the map. So if you can move figures to the south, you're gonna to wanna to constantly keep an eye out for the pawns that you can move to the south and when it's advantageous to use that action. So a lot of times, getting a pawn from point A to point B requires multiple players to use their actions. So your friend might be able to move pawns east and then you might have to use your ability to move the pawns south in order to get around walls and get to where you wanna go. Now the game does allow you to communicate with each other using a large red pawn. And what you're allowed to do is place that large red pawn in front of any other player who you think needs to take their action. And anyone can move this red pawn and place it in front of any other player. I know during our games with our friends, that red pawn can get moved around pretty violently. Um, it, Sometimes gestures included, even though you're not supposed to. Even though you're not supposed to. Waving the red pawn at your friend like, oh my gosh, silently saying, please, please take your action. Um, and so that's, I think that's part of the fun of this game in silence. Um, you also need to keep an eye on the timer. So the game comes with a three-minute sand timer. You don't want to let it run out. Um, but it doesn't mean you have to complete the game in just three minutes, like Kevin was saying. So um, there are on the map red hourglass squares scattered throughout. And so when you can see that the sand is running low, what you need to do is move a pawn to one of those red hourglass squares. That allows you to flip the timer back over to restart the three-minute countdown 
And you can take that opportunity to actually talk briefly, discuss what you're gonna do next, and then go back into playing in silence. There's a limited number of these squares on the board and each one can only be used once per game. So the game comes with cardboard X markers that you place on top of an hourglass once it, been, it has been used and it indicates you can't use it again. And the game will end in victory once all pawns have grabbed their loot and have been moved to their color-coded exits or the game ends in a loss if the timer runs out before this happens. And that's basically Magic Maze. Um, and the mechanics are the same regardless of the scenario that is being played. Yeah, that's a pretty good rundown. And I guess just to add a little more clarity, uh, there's some additional like powers uh, and tile features that mm. pop up right as you uh, keep playing through the scenarios just to kind of keep everybody on their toes, right? Uh, change things up, make things a little more difficult. So yeah, it's definitely a game that kind of evolve right as you keep going on. But on that note, I guess I'll flip over to uh, my side of the discussion here with some positive notes uh, that I liked about playing the game. And so first and foremost, as you probably already got the gist of it, uh, it is a pretty fast game, um, right? It, it's pretty easy to teach people. Uh, it's very inclusive, right? Goes up to eight players. And I think that can definitely come in handy. Uh, if you had listened to our review on Seven Wonders, right? Same thing. I, I think if you can get a lot of people in a simultaneous action game uh, where you're constantly involved, uh, I guess for better or for worse, uh, you know, hopefully that makes for a fun time for everybody. Uh, and the other part too is with it being a silent game with your own individual actions, I like that it doesn't really allow for those moments where, you know, someone is necessarily bossing you around. I mean, you know, as she said earlier with the red pawn, it happens sometimes, even to the best of us. Um, <laughs> you know, but it's not like the heavier uh, strategic cooperative games, right, where people might kind of dictate your turn, right? Oh, this is the optimal thing to do. Do this. You know, the actions are pretty straightforward. So it should be hopefully pretty clear to you when to use your action. And yeah, because it's fast paced, it's really up to you to self-manage uh, and, and actually use your action. Uh, and then lastly, it might sound kind of strange, but I like that this can kind of stretch. Uh, what I mean by that is it could be a filler, right? You could just go ahead and play one scenario and that's good for what, maybe 10 minutes, 15 on the longer side, or you could play a handful of scenarios, right? And you could make it into a one hour session, maybe a two hour session, I guess, if you feel so inclined, but it has that stretch, um, right? So you don't have to play uh, too long if right? you need to change things up. So yeah, that's pretty much what I liked about it. Uh, as far as some words of caution, I'll start with one that's a little bit strange, uh, and that's really gonna be about the pricing. Like I mentioned earlier, I saw where some places are selling it for like $50, and uh, it's a good game, but uh, it's not something that I can imagine paying $50 for. So definitely, you know, do some shopping around for it. Um, you know, it's a, again, it's an interesting game, but uh, I think it's for you to decide at what price point, you know, maybe it's worth paying. The other side is, you know, it is a party game. So I know, and I apologize, I've caveated a lot since we've mostly been reviewing lighter games. Uh, but even on this spectrum, I would say this is a 
light game. You know, not even a schmedium game like I've had oh. to describe. Yep, Leanne's favorite word. So yeah, this isn't even schmedium. This is light. Um, dare I say it's a heavy party game? <laughs> it's definitely on the party end, but there's at least, you know, some something in there going on. Uh, but other than that, I mean, really nothing wrong with the game. Uh, it's pretty decent. So I'll turn it over to Leanne for her thoughts. I really like this game. Um, I, you know, we, as Kevin mentioned, we brought this back. We just played this this past weekend, and I had forgotten how much fun I think this game is. Um, I think it's a little different because there's no talking involved. I do like that you need to constantly pay attention to what's happening with each of the pawns, and that you're you're in this mindset of seeing where you can be most useful. Um, I think the game requires a good combination of planning ahead um, because you, when you look at the tiles, you're probably already mapping out in your mind, okay, the green pawn needs to get to here next, you know? Um, you need to be alert and you need to make quick decisions. You've only got three, these three minute intervals um, until that hourglass uh, sand timer needs to be flipped back over. So I do really like that. Um, and I, you know, I like the cooperative feel to this um even though i normally don't really like cooperative games maybe it is the the silence and the quick decision making that i like with with the light theme um my words of caution so if you are going to play this even though this feels like a party game because it can accommodate a good size group don't be too drunk while you play this for all the reasons described earlier um, Hilarity could ensue. Well, but I, you know, planning ahead, being alert, making quick decisions usually doesn't happen when you've imbibed some alcohol. So, um, you know, I think this is a game best played sober. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, we usually game sober. <laughs> usually. And especially um, when magic mazing. <laughs> Um, yes, we usually game sober, but in case you don't, that is my word of caution. Oh. Alright, that was quite a bombshell, so I guess now on to our, our uh, final decisions here. So, this was kind of a tough one for me, but I think at the end of the day, uh, my stamp of approval would be, it's a play. Um, it's a fun game, I enjoy it on occasion, so there you have it. For me, it's a play. And what about for you? Well, this game is... <laughs> This game is a very solid play for me. I really enjoy it. I think it's a good game for a group. For me, it strikes the right balance of some thinking and some light fun. Um, it's not a purchase today because I can't believe that it would be about $50. I mean, I think, again, this is a great game, super fun. But when you just look at the spectrum of games that are available for about $50 and how much complexity or the type of components that you get for it, I just think that you're going to want to find a, a better deal. Um, definitely keeping an eye on this in case the price comes down. And when I was researching online, um, I found that they made a Magic Maze on Mars, which came out in 2019. I'm definitely interested in trying that. It seems like it has a little bit more complexity. You're creating resources, moving resources, building tiles, and then building domes and putting settlers in the domes, um, but with the same cooperative, you know, in in silence kind of mechanic. And I think that could be really cool to try. Nice. And actually, before we wrap things up, I do like that part about the components. 
Um, forgot to mention, yeah, there, there's actually uh, what all wooden components for like the different heroes, and then of course that red pawn, which uh, has a, a nice feel to it. They're painted right different colors, and they have the uh, symbols for like right the barbarian, the mage, and all of that on them, which is pretty cool. And the tiles themselves are high quality. It's a thicker uh, cardboard. So definitely yeah, some quality, although still going back to the point, 50 bucks, uh, it's that, that's a bit much. But, you know, again, if you do some shopping, uh, hopefully you'll find a more palatable price. But otherwise, yeah, that's it. There, there you have it. Hopefully you'll join us on our next episode. And as always, thank you for listening. Yeah, and check out our Instagram for some photos of this uh, Magic Maze game that we enjoyed bringing back. Pass, play, purchase. Yep, that's us. Thanks, everybody.